The Favorites Podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. They're America's number one sportsbook with an easy-to-use app that's safe and secure. And when I win, I get paid out in as little as two hours. And this season, FanDuel Sportsbook is making betting easy for everyone. With great promos like risk-free bets, enhanced odds markets, same-game parlays, and more. So if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started and sign up with promo code FAVORITES so they know I sent you. You must be 21 or older and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org chat. In Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789 or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman. I'm looking at my co-host, Simon Hunter, right now, professional sports better. Good morning, Simon. Is it a good morning, Chad? Is it? It's not, Simon. <laughs> it's Tuesday morning. As everyone knows, we're feeling sick today. Big Bill's podcast here. Big Bill's podcast. So much to break down. We're not going to spend too much time because... I wonder what Mike Tomlin would recommend we do. Last week was last week. This week was this week. Next week will be next week. We got to go through the full slate. We will get to the Simon Says bet of the week that you got to bet right away. We hit the Steelers last week. We'll talk about some scooch roulette. Big day for us, Simon. It's talk Tuesday. Me. It's Tuesday morning, December 7th, a day that will live in infamy. I'm driving to Philadelphia after this podcast, taking my kid back to school for 24 hours. You know, we had his broken leg. He's got to follow up with the surgeon who did his leg surgery in Philadelphia. You and I are having dinner tonight. You and I are hitting Rittenhouse Square, and we're going to light this shit up. <laughs> you found one of the only British pubs in all of Philadelphia, so I'm pretty impressed. Their fish and chips is good, but they make a legit unreal burger. So that's one of the rare times I pass on the fish and chips, and I go with a burger. You've been to this place? I mean, I'm from Philly, bro. Dude, we're hitting the dandelion. We're going to love it. <laughs> All we're going to do is celebrate our friendship and our love for each other. We are not going to celebrate the Buffalo Bills. We are not going to celebrate mm. the Denver Broncos. We are not going to celebrate the Chicago Bears. Whew. Yeah, that was. I wish we were celebrating the Detroit Lions. Detroit. <laughs> to recap for everybody, Simon, Simon Hunter and I for a month had been the best betters in the world. Four and one in our best five, four and one in our best five, three and two in our best five. This weekend, we went two and three. Sunday morning, we love the Steelers, spot on. We love the Chargers, generally spot on. They try to throw it away. Yeah. We had talked all week about the Lions. Then on Sunday morning, we chickened out. I don't know why. We went with the Bears. I very specifically remember saying, if the Bears lose, this is on you. So congrats. We went with the Broncos, which, you know, was a coin flip. 22-9, it was a nine and a half, 10 and a half point spread. The Bills game last night, and, and I'm sorry to even have to spend two minutes on it because Matt Mitchell is the biggest Bills fan we know. That was a gut punch. 
Yeah, that was awful. Again, I'm not a big social media person regardless, but apparently I follow a lot of Patriots fans. So it's awful. I mean, Chad, you don't know what it's like, but when you're single, you're not in love. Seeing people in love, seeing them share pictures of their kids, it makes you sick. It really does. You're just like, fuck you and your happiness. It's one of those. That's how I felt with the Patriots last night. All these Pats fans. How how would you take the Bills? Like, what what an idiot, all this stuff. And it's just like, all right, you got me. You, you guys have won seven straight. Your QB threw it two times. And you won. So it's you just got to swallow it and move on to the next week because they're right. That that was uh, that was the typical. You just play the number. You kind of don't think about the teams. And I know I don't know if you watched the whole game. I knew it was going to happen in there. The Bills were going to score and they were going to kneel on that two point. I mean, the instead of kicking extra point, they're going to kneel it down. So I kind of had a false hope we were going to cover the number two and a half, three. But we knew we knew it was a dead number kind of. Yeah, you're right about that. If you, if we're getting it at two and a half, which is what we were getting it at. It's an automatic take. Two, evenly matched teams playing at home. You get them less than a field goal. You take that team every single time. Even in retrospect, we'd have to do it again. I went to sleep midway through the third quarter. I think the Patriots, for the 37th time in a row, (laughs) ran the ball off tackle for 10 yards. The Bills acted like they had no idea it was coming. Couldn't tackle anybody. I'm like, I'm done. I got to drive for a long time tomorrow. I'm ready yeah, to call it no, that's fair. I mean, like you're right about Detroit. My whole thing for Detroit was, again, when me and you talked in the morning, we had Washington, we had Detroit, and we swapped them out for Denver and the Bills. That that, that killed us. So oh, th- those are one of those. That. Yeah, we, we just hate that when we we, t- we switch out two easy winners for, you know, primetime losses. It sucks losing primetime games because it's just standalone. So it's just like extra like, uh Nothing, nothing to flip to. You just have to sit there and watch it. But Detroit, that was, I mean, I talked about it. If that line moved to six and a half, that was going to be a max bet. And unfortunately, it took a while to get there. So I didn't get as much money down as I wanted just because, again, it's it's tough trying to get money in at the last minute with all these sports books um, in person. There's just a lot of people trying to get their own bets in. So it, it is tough trying to do that. But that Lions game, that, I feel like that's the pinnacle of our podcast. We, we, we stayed away from the Lions money line all year, and we just talked about it. It was just that perfect spot where you're getting the Kirk Cousins magic. Kirk always, always messes up in those games, and he didn't. He did all right in the second half, but that golf drive. Again, I feel like we used up all of our luck. We had that last-second win, and then we had a last-second straight-up win with the Pittsburgh Steelers. A lot of things went our way, and then it just flipped the other way. Like that – Scoop and score by Denver completely changed that game. They literally hit the ball out of Kelsey's hands. Even Vrabel's tweeting at the NFL being like, look at the rules. That's that's a catch and fumble. Scoop and score by Denver. They flip it. They say it's not, you know, no regrets. If you if you told me the offense of Kansas City was only going to score 15 points, we'd probably take Denver. I mean, that's, that's just one of those positions. So it, it's tough, but at the same time, we got to move on to the next week, right? We're on to week 14. Also, we love the Falcons and um, that, you know, was that game, that game ended with a meaningless kick in the final two minutes, like to go from 10 to 13, we had him at 10 and a half. I can't, I can't argue with any of our handicaps. No, you I didn't can see the worst part. With, this guy Gage, he dropped the ball in the end zone at the very end of the game that would have hit the over and cover for Atlanta. That was seriously sick. The only thing I can be upset about is that we took out those two teams <laughs> Which, by the way, that was probably my fault. I think I remember very clearly when we were going over to the final five where you're like, I want to put these two teams in. I'm like, we didn't even talk about these teams all week. 
<laughs> Why would we put these teams in? We do this every week. We take out the teams that we love the entire week and we put in teams that we don't even talk about. Uh, of course, other than the Bears, you were right about everything else. Yeah, that hurt. Well, guess what? We'll toast each other tonight and we'll, uh, you know, we probably won't even talk about betting. We'll probably talk about life, yeah. talk about being in love, not <laughs> being in love, the joys. Oh, Jesus Christ. Man, it's hard. And there's an extra week of this shit this year. I wish it never ended, man. I'm, I mean, this this season's been so much fun. Just the underdogs, the outright winners for these underdogs. It's just been well, – we might never see this ever again. Like, you look at the AFC title picture, Patriots are, what, 9-4 and four leading the way? It's, yeah. It's just a wild time right now. All right. Thursday night football. Pittsburgh Steelers at Minnesota Vikings. Vikings about three, three-and-a-half points, depending on the book. Favorites. Money coming in right now, as we speak, money coming in on the Steelers. Big money just came in on the Steelers. I'm looking at the Action Network uh, odds page. Hmm. Feels like a Vikings. There you go. Yeah. And like, I hate this game because there's no way I'm going to make it one of our five, but we, we have to take the Vikings here. As long as it doesn't get above four, I think I've seen some books now minus three and a half. A little scary because we talk all the time about Tomlin as a dog. Let the greatest of all time look at your work. But after such a huge emotional win last week for Pittsburgh and you have the Vikings coming off a huge loss on the road, coming home, we love, we love Minnesota this position. So I'll be betting it. Maybe we'll change my mood Thursday morning because I just can't even think about putting the Vikings in right now, but we'll be on it, especially if it's at minus three. That's a great number to take with this Minnesota team that we saw that was kind of Pittsburgh Super Bowl. You're expecting a letdown game. You're expecting a bounce back from Minnesota. Don't overthink this one. You just take the home team here at minus three. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. Just you bet on the team that didn't cover the week before. You bet against the team that did cover the week. <laughs> I wish I wish it was that easy, but yeah, there's a lot more goes into it. But pretty much the basics. Yeah, that's that's a perfect way of putting it. In this it. case, that's kind of what it is. Yeah, a little bit. Meanwhile, the Ravens, who are now down Marlon Humphreys, they have looked inconsistent and challenged on offense all year. They really don't have any running backs. Uh, they're on the road. Baltimore Ravens at Cleveland Browns. The Browns are um, very short home favorites. The Browns are two-point home favorites right now. Interesting line. We knew the public was going to come in heavy on this Browns team, and the fact that it hasn't even moved to minus three makes me kind of love the Ravens. I, I Originally, I was thinking to myself, okay, this would be a perfect time. Back to, back to this Browns team. They lost this team 16-10, then had a bye week. Now you're getting them at home. You expect the Browns team to play much better here. Everything I'm hearing the reports out of the, the Browns facility is they gave the whole team off, and when they came back, Baker has not his, – his, his injuries the season. I mean, he's going to be limping. He's going to be a little off till the rest of the season. We're going to wait and see what the deal is with the O-line here for this Browns team. If they, if they're, they had two starters out the, the game against the Ravens, that's a big deal for this O-line. They're, they're one of the best O-line units. Their backups just aren't as good as their starters, so – Sitting here on Tuesday, I really do like the Ravens. So this is I could see this being one of our bets, just in the simple fact that every, the line's finally catching up to them. Like last week, we talked about they were overvalued. This is the right value for them. They should be plus three, plus two and a half. That's a good number in divisional matchup. We're, we're getting – I know you can say they're a banged-up team. Everyone's talking about how they've lost everyone, on the, especially the cornerback position, running back position, offensive line. They've just had major injuries on this Ravens team that – we talked about they're the most one of the more overrated number one seeds. We knew that injuries were going to catch up to them. 
I think the Browns are in the same position. They're, they're not healthy either. Just because they come off the bye week doesn't mean they're healthy. Everything I've heard is they haven't really recovered from the injury. So if, if they're still down offensive linemen, this Browns team, and I need to take a more beat-up team and get points, I'll take the Ravens. I'm happy to take it at plus three. When you say everything you've heard, meaning are you hearing things that I'm not hearing? Are you reading things that I'm not reading? Yeah, I've heard from a couple of different guys who talked to, you know, people within the Browns organization that they just – a lot of players and team, like, you know, coaches, a different a bunch of different people have lost faith in Baker. They feel like they love his toughness. There's no doubt about that. But he's jeopardizing the team right now. You, you can't say they wouldn't be better without Case Keenum in there. I mean, Baker cannot make the throws he needs to make right now. And the biggest thing with Baker was his mobility. He's a little guy. So you'd have to move around, get outside the pocket. He can't move right now. So, I mean, obviously, we all know about his arm injury. There's obviously something going on with his lower body as well. So just looking at it from that standpoint, from what I'm hearing from different guys who've talked to people in the organization, it feels like the Browns are just going the wrong direction where this Ravens team, I'm happy to back them off that kind of loss. They're, um, they're just a resilient team this year. We've seen it all year. Even in that game against Pittsburgh, the fact that they drove that whole field and had a chance to win that game at the very end, that's that's why you like to take the Ravens whenever you're getting points for this team. You don't really want to take them as favorites, but when you're getting points, that's when you take the Ravens. It's not Baker's fault he's playing. Kevin Stefanski could take him off the field and put Case Keenum in. That's fair. I mean, that's also that's just a loyalty thing, though. If like Baker is your number one quarterback, he says he's good enough to play. You let him play. I mean, that's that's kind of how it goes. He's tied to these quarterbacks. I also love how John Harbaugh, when asked why he went for two, said, "We don't have any cornerbacks." We're done. Like our team is cooked. We couldn't. We couldn't play over time. No, I'm. I'm with them though. That was. That was crazy. They. They were literally down to I think three corners. Las Vegas Raiders at Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs are nine point favorites here. This is a pros Joe's game right now. Right now, I think I love the Raiders here. I don't. Nothing. You know, when we went into the Broncos Chiefs game, we were saying to ourselves, the Chiefs can't cover big numbers. There's nothing from that game that makes me think they can like 22 to nine that that score is not reflective of what I would look at in the box score. And that's what you have to do as a better. You have to look beyond the final score. To me, this still feels like a Raiders play. Yeah. Every little thing had to go right for the Chiefs to cover that number. They had the pick six. They had the 20 play 11 minute drive by Denver for zero points, which I think someone posted it's the first time it happened since 2015. Nothing's going to change here. We'll, we'll, we'll keep, even if the public's riding again, we'll take the public dog and we'll take Las Vegas Raiders here. The autumn wind is a raider pillaging just for fun. But man, what is wrong with this Chiefs offense? It's bizarre where Mahomes, he doesn't want to take a little off the ball and he keeps throwing these like bullets at these players that they're not ready for it. It hits him in the hands or the chest pops with the hand. The other team picks it. They keep having these stupid turnovers. This, this, uh, Chiefs team so it, it's crazy to think that they're five and one to win the Super Bowl right now so are the Patriots it, it's a wild time right now in the AFC so I'm still not there with this Chiefs team they, nothing they haven't done anything to really show me that they deserve to be a nine and a half point favorite eight and a half point favorite against someone like this Las Vegas team I know you can say Las Vegas is done they've given up on the season I didn't think that at all I thought they played really hard against that Washington team they were in it the entire game I mean they were leading to that last second field goal so you know, I, I'll, I'll, it, it's scary because what would just happen with Denver? We have to put that out of mind. We have to move on to this week. This is just a smart number. We'll take Las Vegas here. 
I will tell you, as is, as is often the case, I've mentioned this before, Tuesday mornings, it's not a workout day for me. <laughs> I usually take a little bit more time. I take the dog for a walk and I'll be putzing around or whatever. And I'll forget about things. I'll get into work. I'll respond to emails. I got a very important job. I got a bunch of meetings. Chad Millman is proud of himself. And then I'll remember, oh shit, we're doing the podcast today. Oh shit, this was a painful weekend that I have to relive. And usually three or four games in, I'm ready to roll. You know what I mean? And like this Raiders Chiefs game, I look at it and I'm like, I see this. I don't think other people see it. I see it. I see the Raiders being a team that people want to jump off. They only see the final score. I see people seeing the Chiefs winning by 13, thinking, oh, they're back. Not looking at the sort of inner workings of the game. I got a best five right here. Wow. All right. I mean, I can't argue with it. We'll have to I'm see the public does, though, because that was painful. And Ravel said the pub goes all over Denver. Me and you both were just like, ah, we don't like to hear that. I know. I know. I know. Darren Ravel got me a really nice gift. He got me a ticket to the U2 concert for Joshua Tree at Rosemont Horizon in 1987, a concert that I missed because my friends were going. I had tickets. I decided to blow it off because my girlfriend at the time wanted to go see a haunted house. It was Halloween weekend. We went to see the haunted house. We broke up and my friends were on the news for starting the wave at the U2 concert. 30 years later, U2 was doing a Joshua Tree anniversary tour. I'm like, 2017 is going to be the year. Yes. I'm going to all these concerts. Two weeks before I go to the concert, Mike Kearns, the president of Turning Group, emails me out of nowhere. I don't know the guy and says, hey, you, you want to have lunch in New York sometime? I'm like, listen, I'm going to be in San Francisco for the concert for you too. Why don't we just have lunch that day? That was the first day he talked to me about what would become Action Network. And so Darren bought me the ticket to the YouTube concert from 87. Look at that, full circle. Full circle. Dallas Cowboys at Washington football team. The Washington football team, four-point dogs. Dude. Foxhole. This is gut check time. Foxhole. Let's climb down into the foxhole. Foxhole. Yeah. Gotta be. You know it. I, even our fans knew. I had multiple messages. They're like, how much do you love Washington? Four and a half. I was like, grab it now. Grab that number right now. Love it. This is a classic divisional matchup. Cowboys still haven't looked right. But like that Saints team, it was just bad in that game. That was the main reason Dallas got away with that. You can say, well, Dallas coming off extended rest. Washington is just on a crazy winning streak right now. They've, what is it, four straight wins and covers by Washington? Something like that. So, man, when, when you're just looking at these two teams on paper, I get it. I get why Pat, people love Dallas. But this feels like the same situation we were all over the Buccaneers when they came and played this team up in Washington. You're getting a Dallas team that they, they, they like the indoor. They like the turf. You're getting them out in the grass. Now you have a Washington team that's played much better. And it's even weirder is that they've played better ever since Chase Young has gone down. Like you look at their defensive numbers, they really have jumped these last couple of weeks. So it's hard not to take in a divisional matchup. You take that plus four, but you have to do it. You can't be taking Dallas favorite on the road in this kind of matchup. So this feels like this is for the season of Washington. If they win this game, they're going to be probably be a playoff team. So this is um, this one of these games where I'll be on the plus four, I'll be on the money line. I'll, I'll be back in this Washington team. Do we worry at all the fact that they have won four in a row? They have covered. There's going to be a regression that we're getting them at the top of the market. It is, but we tried to fade that regression last week. We tried to fade the Cardinals, who were, I think, 6-0 and on the road against the spread. We tried fading that. Didn't work. We tried fading the Patriots, who were on a 7-0 run. Didn't work. So... 
I'm, I'm not going to try to think about that stuff too much. I'll just try to play the numbers here. And if, if I'm getting above a three, which I think this line should be, I'm happy to take that plus four. We played the Chargers regression pretty well. Maybe that's, maybe that's the only regression. <laughs> we thought there would be a Miami regression. Now we'll get ours. I mean, the, the best fate ever is going to be if the Patriots get the one seed, they're at home, six point, seven point favorite against some crappy underdog team from the AFC. And we take that crappy underdog's money line just because it's going to be fading Mac Jones, a rookie in the playoffs. So we'll, we'll eventually get there. It's just catching up to us in the sense that I can't believe what the Patriots are doing. I can't believe what the Cardinals are doing. I did not see these two teams being where they're at come this late in December. So that's one of those I'm trying to adjust here on the fly because I'm clearly not giving them either of those teams enough credit. Next game. Atlanta Falcons at Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are three-point favorites. This is the ugly meeting the pathetic. No advantage here. No. And I thought that was a smart line by them. Because they know that, like, a, like I'm just going to take the veteran quarterback here. I'm probably going to end up taking Matt Ryan on the road, giving me the points plus three, plus three and a half against – I don't know who the quarterback's going to be for Carolina. They just fired their OC. They're talking about how they want to run the ball more, even though McCaffrey's out for the season. It's it's a lot of, lot of BS going on right now for Carolina. So, I know Atlanta let us all down last week. That's kind of why you want to take them here. There's not going to be many people back in Atlanta taking the points, so – Feels kind of a pro number you're taking Atlanta, and I'll be on it, but don't love that it's down to three. I wish it was still three and a half. I'd feel way, way more comfortable taking a three and a half in this number. New Orleans Saints at New York Jets. This is a wide discrepancy in the number. It's at four and a half in some places. It's at six in others. If you can get the Jets plus six against the Saints. Yeah, well, right. We have to do that. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want to do it. It's so disgusting. But what the hell? The Saints, they have a broken-handed quarterback in Taysom Hill. We're Trevor Simeon, which, again, we don't talk about enough. This guy's their third stringer, fourth stringer. So it's so crazy looking back on the schedule, the fact that the Saints with Winston went and beat the Patriots. Like, they dominated them up in New England in September. And now, what would that spread be? The Saints went up to New England right now. Minus nine, minus ten with these backup quarterbacks. So it's bad with the Saints. The Jets, I thought Zach Wilson played well against the Eagles in the first half. I think that 18 points. Second half, completely late in that. He, he, he looked like he reverted back to being a rookie quarterback. So don't really know what we're getting from Zach Wilson. It's it's either hot or cold with that kid. He's either got it or he just loses it completely. But six points plus six at home, we'll, we'll take the Jets. But God, is this one gross. Well, you know what's interesting? Forget about the Patriots. Don't forget, the Saints destroyed the Packers in week one. Yeah. Yeah. And they beat Tampa. It's bizarre. It's a bizarre year. It's a bizarre year. It's a totally bizarre year. And the 17-week season actually makes it feel like even more of a grind, even though we're like we're at the same point in the season we would always be. They're just adding the week at the end. But it feels like because we're at week, what is it, 14? Yeah. And there's still four weeks to go. Five. Including Five? this week. Yeah. Jesus. I love it. I mean, that's what's funny. Like, this is your job, but it's not at the same time. A lot of people like non-pros talking about football are like, man, isn't this season long? Isn't this grueling? It's like, no, this is the fucking best, man. Never end. Keep it going. It's uh, It feels like I'm getting a bonus week to make money. So to me, I, I love it. But the, the longest points to me always feels like when the weather turns. So like November, that's when you kind of hit that midway point. You're just like, oh, holy shit. We're only halfway up this mountain. We got to keep going. But now we're you know into December. This is like playoff football. Like that Pittsburgh Ravens game. That felt like playoff football. That's that's my favorite time of year when it's like you're on the edge of your seat and just sweating because, you know, every little play now matters. Like 
Eagles fans, we were ecstatic Detroit won because now we have a chance of getting that seventh spot in the playoffs. Like we need the Vikings to lose. So that's the fun part now is like you're scouting all these other teams, watching all these games because you're trying to figure out how the hell it affects your team making the playoff scenario. Even though Eagles suck. I have zero faith they're going to win a playoff game. Still want to get in, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, Bears fans stink, can't keep the ball uh, from being turned over, and we don't have a number one pick next year. So there's no even there's not even an upside in losing. Oh my god, I forgot you guys traded that for Fields. Yeah, yeah. that's tough. No, maybe no Nagy though. That's the silver lining, right? Uh, we'll see. Jacksonville Jaguars at Tennessee Titans. I cannot bet on this Jaguars team. The line is eight and a half, eight and a half to nine and a half. So you can get the Jaguars at plus nine and a half. Oh God. Apologies to Matt Mitchell. I mean, I saw his picks. I saw he live money line the Jags, like I did too. I, I was just I think it was like 14 to seven, maybe the Rams. And I'm just like, the Rams don't got it. This is going to be a Jags comeback win. I was feeling good, especially after the Detroit win. God, was that a bad read? Rams just shellacked them. So you're dead right. I can't make the people bet this Jags team. They just don't show life. And it's hard to know what weeks they're going to show up and what weeks they don't. So I'm with you. We can, we can pass on this one. But Tennessee getting that many points, it's, it's weird. And maybe that just says more about the Jaguar team, that they're that bad. But, again, they just got Julio back. We don't know how much of a difference he's really going to make for this Titans team. But, whew, that's, that's a big number if you're back in this team, the Titans as a favorite. Well, look, it, this is not about the Titans at all. It's only about the Jags just got blown out. The Titans, in a lot of people's mind, are still an AFC contender. And the bookmakers are completely the public's psychosis here. Yeah, they moved to three points. I mean, it opened six and a half. They moved yeah. to nine and a half. So that's big movement. Maybe I'll be able to flip you by Thursday. But as we're sitting here right now, I get it. <laughs> like someone that keeps losing money in the Jaguars. I get it, Chad. Well, you know what? I didn't lose money in the Jaguars this week because I didn't bet them. I didn't bet the Jags. Also, we didn't bet the Texans. At least I didn't. Because no. as I was sort of surveying the scene, there were parts of me that felt, I know I'm supposed to play the big dogs in this spot. There was nothing about that Texans game where I ever thought they had a chance and they didn't. I mean, they were, they, they were turning, like the Colts were turning the ball over and still ended up winning, you know, 28 to nothing or whatever. So I never felt bad about that. That was tough. They were dogs. I think I did like a seven team round Robin of all the home dogs. I took all their money lines. I think only Detroit and Pittsburgh hit like Atlanta got blown out. I mean, everyone just got all, all, it was a big, it was a big week for the favorites. Honestly, it was a good week for chalk better. So other than the Vikings, I feel like everyone's teasers came through. And now a word from our friends at FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are almost here. And to help you stay on top of the action, FanDuel Sportsbook is giving you a $10 bonus when you place $20 in same game parlay bets. Bet on a single game or spread your bets out across multiple matchups. It's up to you. As long as you bet 20 bucks in same game parlays during the same week of NFL action, you're getting a $10 bonus. For example, on Thursday, I'm considering the Vikings, the under, and Big Ben passing yards under. I love betting with FanDuel because it's America's number one rated sportsbook app. It's safe and secure. And when I win, I get paid out in as little as two hours. And the same game parlay bonus is live during weeks 13, 14, and 15. So lock in some winners today and enjoy your $10 bonus. New to FanDuel Sportsbook? Sign up using promo code FAVORITES to get 30 to 1 odds on either team to win the Browns versus Ravens 
rematch, you can win $150 on a $5 bet. That's promo code FAVORITES exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Must be 21 or over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max bonus $10. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Same game probably available for multiple sports in all states on mobile and web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789 or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Let's get back to the show. Here's a number, speaking of the Texans, that we're going to have to think about. Seattle Seahawks at Houston Texans. Seattle, big win this past weekend as three and a half point dogs to the Niners. Classic Pete Carroll spot to cover. Classic Kyle Shanahan spot to not cover. The Seahawks, seven and a half point favorites on the road. And this number is climbing. Yeah, that was my worst miss of last week. I got a lot of shit from a lot of pros I know for being all over 49ers and all over the under. And they're just saying, man, you are the public. You are such the public better right now. I was like, what am I missing? They're like, Seahawks in the over. You got to take it. Man, when they when they did that fake punt, I think they took it like 70 yards. Yeah. I was just like, okay, okay. This is a, this is a big mistake. So that was a perfect spot to take the Seahawks. This is the perfect spot to fade them. I hate betting on Houston. I hate backing a quarterback that I have no faith in in this Houston team, but big number. I think there's some crazy stat out there. The team's playing the 49ers, 1-11 now, straight up the following weekend. Guess who last week played the Niners the week before? Minnesota Vikings, who lost to Detroit. So if we want to keep riding that crazy trend that these teams, when they play the 49ers, they, they're bad the next week. Play it. Play Houston if that's the reason you need. That's my favorite weird trend of the year so far is that teams that play the 49ers are 1-11 the following week straight up. That's that's a bizarre stat. That just feels totally random. Totally. But, I mean, it may, Detroit won last week. Nothing makes sense this year, but that does. The fact that the Vikings played the 49ers and then lost, it's all weird, Chad. I don't know. I just love that stat. It just kind of blew my mind. I'm just looking at this thinking all of a sudden people are betting on, on Russell Wilson. And it's an opportunity to take advantage. Yeah, and it's also that who the hell are the Seahawks be favored by seven and a half points? Exactly. That's that's the I'm just I just threw that trend out there because I thought it was really interesting that this has kind of been it's yeah it's been a wonky year. That's a that's a weird trend to hear about. Like why would that affect teams playing the 49ers? But yeah, you just said it on seven and a half. We'll keep waiting though. Like I would love to make this a Simon Says play. Yep. It's not worth taking right now. Just keep waiting. Maybe on Thursday, this will be eight and a half, nine, because uh, we know who the quarterback will be for Houston. You know what's fun? We're having dinner tonight. I know. Can't wait. And you played it at 730. I literally go to bed at seven. So that's going to be really fun. Detroit Lions at Denver Broncos. Broncos are seven and a half point home favorites. All right. Can I give you my opinion on this game? Yeah. Smash the Broncos. Really? Oh, the Denver Broncos. Wow. So this is my favorite thing to do is we did it last year with the Jets. I don't know if you remember. The Jets had their first win 
Then they came home. So the, the, the Jets had Sam Darnold's quarterback. They beat the Rams last year. Then they came home. And we were all in on them beating uh, – might have been Tennessee at home. I forget, honestly, who it was. But I like to back these teams after their first win. Like, I, I like to think they can keep carrying the momentum. Other people are like, oh, that was their Super Bowl. They're going to have a huge letdown game the next week. Denver, you know, they just got blown out. They just got dominated. I can't be letting Teddy Bridgewater lay that many points. Like, I, it's painful to do this right now, but I'm going to be taking Detroit. I'll probably be taking Detroit's money line once again. Hello, Detroit. You've won my heart. All about situation, value. Had this line of four and a half. They're giving me three and a half, four and a, four points towards the number. Man, I hate to do it, but I have to take the Lions once again. I have to take their money line again. I know, but you look at the Broncos and the defense gave up 15 points. The, the Broncos should have won that game. Yeah you can do any kind of sort of transitive property replacement math you want, but think about that 20 play drive with nothing. Think about the scoop and score. No, everything went wrong. Anything that's 10 points right there. My biggest thing reason for liking Detroit here is the best thing Denver does is shut down a passing offense. They run two high safeties. That's why they're so good against the pass and they're just shit against the run. Detroit doesn't want to pass the ball. They want to run the ball. They like little short dump offs. That's the perfect scheme to go against Vangio. So it's kind of a matchup of schemes here where if when that's why we like Vangio against the Chiefs. He can shut down that offense, which he did. He just didn't get the points from his offense. Looking from here, Detroit doesn't feel like we're going to need much. If we get, you know, a touchdown, a field goal, I can only see Denver putting up 17 to 20 points on this defense in Detroit. Detroit's defense has been improving every week that they've played. So I, I don't know. I, I, I get where you're coming from. Like we're, we're literally buying high and selling low on this Denver team. Like, this is kind of when you want to come in on Denver. So maybe I'll hold off. I'll see what the public can do with this number. But the way I see it right now, if you're giving me eight points, it, it's hard not to take this Detroit team. Are you saying this is Simon Says? No, I'm, that's going to be one of our last games we talk about. All right. Once again. New York Giants at Los Angeles Chargers. This is a huge number. I don't know what bookmakers are thinking here. This feels too way too easy. Like, the Giants feel like an autoplay. Yeah, um, right? They really do. Giants can run the ball. Chargers can't really stop the run. Ten points after a big blowout win for this Chargers team. Too many. Too many. So, of course, Chad, we love – like, I was going to make this Simon Says bet too, but, again, I think this line's going to go up. I just see this line going up more because you know, who's betting the Giants this week other than us? Like, the only professionals are going to put money on this Giants team. They could not move the ball at all against that Miami team, and that was a brutal no cover, especially where someone like me, I hit that – Three, three and a half, four and a half, five and a half, six and a half, seven. I mean, I, I had way too much money investing in that Giants team. They laid such a huge egg. Got a got a bet on the bounce back this week on the road, ten and a half points against a Chargers team that we think they're good. We think they're overvalued, of course. Like them letting the Cincinnati Bengals come back. That's this Chargers team. They they just don't have. I don't even know how to describe. It. They don't have the coaching yet, maybe or whatever it is. They're just not. They're just not built yet to be a 10-point favorite team. They're not one of these top-tier teams in the whole NFL. So we'll, we'll take the Giants. We'll just wait and see if we can get an even better number. The Giants are another one. The Falcons, the Giants, the Broncos, they all had shots to win that game. Very good shots to cover. It was one fluky play, one moment from not covering. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what we talked about, the Detroit – Pittsburgh wins, that's the same exact thing. You played a full entire game, and it came literally down to the last second of the game that decided the entire game. So that's football, baby. 
It totally is. So frustrating. So we'll, we'll add that on the side. Like that, that'll probably end up being one of our five. Honestly, okay. that's, that's a huge number. It's too big. Yeah. San Francisco 49ers at Cincinnati Bengals. One of the most interesting games on the board on Sunday afternoon. What's interesting about it is you can get either team as an underdog right now. Either you can get the Niners at plus one, or you can get the Bengals at plus one. I have no clue what to do with this line. I saw it too when it opened and it's moved. I think what it moved from um, three and a half or maybe yeah. it was three down opened to one. At three and a half and uh, you can open with the, with the Niners at three and a half. I mean, we'll have to wait a little bit longer on this one because I don't really have a great feel for it. When I put this number in, I thought it should be three. So I don't know. I guess I like Cincy, but man, that's maybe that's why I should take Cincy because I feel so unsure about taking Cincy in this position. But Joe Burrow broke his finger or dislocated, whatever happened in that game. So they came all the way back. I think it was 24-22. They didn't score a point after, single point after that. So I'll I'll wait and see what the news is with Joe. But as we sit here today, 49ers are without Fred Warren. They're out Debo, a wide receiver. That's that's two huge pieces to that team in the 49ers. So we got to see what happens with the O-line. They had two, two major starters out last week. I know Bosa got hurt and he was out of that game for the Chargers, but you saw there was constant pressure on Burrow in that game. That that was a big deal. So if their O-line's back with the Bengals playing against this banged-up secondary of the 49ers, I'll be on the Bengals. It's a big advantage towards the Bengals' offense that they got Jamar Chase there. They got Mixon. They got all their weapons there. The the 49ers are kind of reeling reeling right now from these these injuries. Um, I I don't like fading the 49ers team in this position because I get it. Uh, the the pros have come in because that was a bad number when it was at three and a half, three. But now you're giving me value at Cincy, so I'll, I'll take that value with this Bengals team. You, in the span of about 180 seconds, went from being completely unsure, didn't know what to do, to 100% positive the Bengals were the right side. Well, I just made the sense when I first saw this number, I had no idea what to do because I didn't really get the movement on it. But now, like a day later, it kind of makes more sense. The pros were just saying, you know what? I'm getting a good number here at three and a half. That's why I'm bending it down. But yeah, I, I know what you mean. I was, I was definitely unsure when I first saw this number because I really didn't want to bet this Bengals team. Matt Mitchell uh, slacked us and said he expects this to be uh, a highlight of sharp calls over the next 48 hours. Could be. I mean, honestly, I haven't heard anything about it yet, but like, I'm sure guys have bet this. Speaking of Matt Mitchell, Matt, if you could jump on for a second. We're going to talk about the Bills visiting the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are three-point favorites right now. Buffalo Bills at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Do you remember what you said to me before Simon jumped in when we were all jumping into the Zoom? I told you that you would see a peak professional effort from me in the weeks ahead because I feel incapable of experiencing the joys of life moving forward after that game last night. And furthermore, I will make a promise to all of our listeners some of whom do not enjoy hearing the Bill Shout song. I will not play the Bill Shout song again on this show this season until the Bills win a playoff game. That club will be put to bed because I feel totally dead inside after last night. Yeah. Somebody gave us a, a review that said the show was great. And then they just listed all the things they hate about the show. Again, you're welcome to shit all over me, the show, Chad, Simon, and those reviews. They really should be five stars, though. I want to see five stars and then all your criticisms. Thank you. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Anyone who can give us a five-star review that says one nice thing and then lists all the things you hate, you're getting some Action Network swag. I like that. For sure. 
Feedback is a gift, Chad. Feedback is a gift. Some a wise person once said that. Who was it? I don't, he was very old. So just some oh, extremely, McCoy. yeah, some old guy. I believe his name was Chad Millman. <laughs> what do we think about this Bills Buccaneers game? I don't know what the hell to do this one either. Like, I think the Bills are getting a lot of feedback. They're getting a lot of gifts <laughs> right now. Can't trust Josh Allen. Like we talked about coming in the season, he was going to do for a big regression. They kind of got away with it. They beat up on all these bad teams. They just have not beat good teams. Like again, you could say they beat the Chiefs. That was the one good team they beat in this year, but they keep keep letting us down. I don't know what is going on with this offense. Maybe it's because they can't run it. They don't have a running back they can trust, and that's putting too much pressure on Josh Allen and everything like that. But if you're giving me three points and the public split on this one, so you're not really getting any advantage either way, we'll take Brady. I'll, I'll take Brady at home. He's the MVP right now. I mean, what do you throw for another four touchdowns last week? The guy is just automatic. God, I hate this bet because I want to take the Bills so bad. Like, if this was still four, four and a half, I would love to take the Bills here. But at three, man, I, I, I got to take the home team. It's it's Brady at home with all of his weapons. Like, I, I I know Antonio Brown's still out with all of his BS, but they're healthy on offense. They got all the guys there. The defense, a little scary. Like, they're talking about Richard Sherman coming back because if that's an upgrade to their cornerback position for this Tampa Bay team. That's bad. That, that's 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 bad when you hear that kind of stuff. That man is cooked. So this could be a get right game for Josh Allen, but we're not getting any value with the points here with Josh Allen. The value is shifted towards Tampa. So sitting here at minus three, I'll, I'll take Tampa. It's going to be a Buccaneers Patriots Super Bowl. No way. No chance. I'd love to see it. Love to see that. I know the public keeps saying that. So there's just no chance it's going to happen. In my mind, it's going to end up being Cardinals and whoever. Like no one's talking about the Cardinals. That, that, that's usually the team that makes the, makes the run, right? Like the team that just no one really talks about at all. Look, it is interesting. And we're going to get to the Rams and the Cardinals. We got two games left for Simon Says. And so let's talk a little bit more about the Cardinals and Monday night against the Rams after we talk about what I assume will be Simon Says. Chicago Bears at Green Bay Packers. The Bears plus 12 and a half at Lambeau Field. On Sunday night. It's not because I've just been burned by Nagy too many times. I just can't keep doing it. I, I don't get how after the second interception, he doesn't go, you know what? Fuck it. Let's put Nick Foles in, the guy who won a Super Bowl, and see what he can do instead of Andy Dalton. I don't get what's happening in Chicago. Um, whole thing is bizarre, but I don't know. I have to take the Bears. This is way too many points. Green Bay, I know they're healthy. They're coming off a bye. They're they're the class. They, they really are this year. They've had major injuries. They haven't stopped winning. They haven't stopped covering all year. Crazy amount of points. I think I saw this is the biggest dog Nagy's ever been in his coaching career. 12 and a half points. God, I hate this bet. I'm taking it, but I'm not making anyone listening to the show take this bet. I mean, look, this is a sharp play, right? You're, you're taking it because the number is too big. History dictates that Aaron Rodgers goes off in this game. I, again, I have a, technically my value towards is towards Green Bay. I have this at minus 13. I can't do it in a primetime game. I just can't pull the trigger. It's like you just said, it's such a pro number. You have to take the Bears here. Um, but I, I, I hate making this bet. Los Angeles Rams at Arizona Cardinals. Uh, this has to be Simon Says. Simon Says, take the Cardinals right now. The Cardinals are two and a half point favorites. No, Simon Says, take the Rams. When Simon Says, 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh my goodness. My head is spinning. I can't believe you're saying that. <laughs> Everyone hates this bet. A couple pros I talked to, they they hit this number right away when it touched three for a little while. It's back down to two and a half in most books. We, we love taking the Rams in this position. The, the Cardinals already beat up and dominated this Rams team. Revenge factor, everything. Give me, give me the Rams here. Um, Matthew Stafford, he's horrible against teams above 500. Like, absolutely terrible. Break those demons, Matthew Stafford. Get, get us this cover and win. The public is going to be coming in very, very hard on this Arizona team. Everyone's teasers, money line bets, everything's going to be tied to this Arizona team on Monday night. We, we got to do it. We got to take the Rams in this position. So, yeah, this will, this will be my Simon Says bet. My only caveat is wait to get the three. I, I do love the two and a half. And like, I know our thing is you take it right now. Try to wait to get that three. I, I could see that number moving over the next couple of days up to three. You didn't tell me anything here that is wise guy logic. All you did was tell me why I have to fade the Cardinals because we think it's revenge and it's a get right spot for Matt Stafford. It's not that it's a get right. It's like a divisional game between two teams that the Cardinals are crazy overvalued. It was the same thing against the reason we took the Bears. Aiden Dolan's going to throw four picks and they don't start on the 22, the 28, the 13, and whatever it was, the 17. I, I just can't see Arizona covering that number. But like, say what you want about Kyler, I still didn't think he looked right in that game. It wasn't like he was throwing all over the field. I think he ended the day with like 100 yards passing. Again, he didn't have to do much because Andy Dalton was giving him the game, but I don't know. It's it's more of a fade on this this Arizona team that just can't – again, my numbers might skew against them. I just don't see it where the public won't be betting this number. That's why it's a pro number. When you first saw this number, didn't you think you were getting great value on Arizona, two and a half? Like, you just talk about with the Bills, it's the same thing. It's like you take the home team when it's two and a half – why are the books doing that? They're, they're getting, I think, 80% of the money, 80% of the tickets right now in Arizona. So that's the pro in me is looking at it saying, you know what? You ride the book here. They're setting up a Monday night trap. It's kind of a good time to stay with the book. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's better. That's a better answer. Your first answer was a little bit fluffy. It's true, though. It's, it's so hard to win two games in a row against divisional opponents. You know that. Time to take down the hops. When all hope is lost, all that's left is relief. Let's play Scooch Roulette. Last week in Scooch Roulette, I went with Atlanta. I took an L. I'm not trying to, you know, swindle you out of your opportunity to go first. It's not how I roll. You had Pittsburgh. Cha-ching. What am I up to on you now? I don't know, Simon. I don't keep track of this. Smacking around the chat. Just it's all fucking bullshit around. anyways. <laughs> I don't know, man. This is so gross doing it at freaking 10 a.m. on Tuesday. I'll do it. I'll take uh, the Giants. Give me all those points. Wow. It's either that or taking that Rams one, but I'm, I don't feel like waiting until Monday night. Okay. SH is taking the Giants. You know who CM is going to take? <laughs> oh. CM is taking... When I look at the games we've circled, they're all gross. I'm looking at the Raiders, the Washington football team, the Jets, the Texans, maybe Detroit, although we're on opposite sides, the Giants, Cincy we're waiting on, the fucking Rams. Give me the Raiders. Raiders? I don't know why in my head I thought you were going to take Minnesota. That's I'm not awesome. a fan of the Minnesota Vikings. It's also one of the grossest picks this week. Well, I'm taking the Raiders. Raiders plus nine and a half, that's Scooch Roulette. Look at us take some big road dogs. Road dogs. You know who's going to be a road dog? Me, because I'm hitting the road. 
driving south to Philadelphia, where I'll see you in a little bit. Can't wait, man. Cannot wait. All right. We did it all. As, as Howard Stern says, we said it all. We covered the slate. We did Scooch Roulette. We did Simon Says. We got a foxhole. On Thursday, we'll narrow it down for our favorite five. We'll talk about a money line parlay. We'll talk about our big balls bet of the week. Until we get there, he's Simon Hunter. I'm Chad Millman. This has been the favorites from the Volume Podcast Network. Download it from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Until Thursday. Love you. Love you.